Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. It is 1233 in Edmonton. I am in St. Louis. Tonight, the Oilers got a major challenge. Blues are a good team. No question about it. Let's uh, bring aboard Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Craig, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, not bad. You know, not bad. Uh, you know, it, it, tough road trip. I mean, Arizona's a playoff team. Vegas is a playoff team. And um, so, too, is the St. Louis Blues. So this is not going to be easy for the Edmonton Oilers. No, I think you go back to our conversation last week. Uh, you know, this is the type of year or time of year where you put yourself in a spot where you don't have a do-over. And their New Jersey game, as we laid out going into that one, was the one you just can't lose. And there's no two ways about it. And it's one of those classic tales of just not being prepared to take care of the business that you have to ensure that you take care of to give yourself at least a, you know, a heartbeat of a life uh, during these last 10 games. Um, Miko Koskinen. Yeah. He has worked his tail off in practice to improve his puck handling abilities and working on his angles. He's still getting beaten up high. Give me your thought as to kind of uh, where Koskinen is at. Well, he he is what he is. He he's not a you know an elite uh, NHL goaltender, but I, I think everybody understood that going in. You made a decision organizationally that he was your best choice going forward. You you rewarded him with the uh, a contract going forward. So you, you've got to be in a position to say, okay, we got to work with him. Uh, you know, I look around and there are. Plenty of examples of in today's game of really good shooters. You know, I do Toronto all the time. I can't tell you the number of times in the last month that I've said, oh, Anderson got beat either underneath the glove or over the glove or right by the ear. I mean, that's a shooter's paradise right now. And I think shooters, more than they've ever been in the league, have abandoned even, like, nobody takes a snapshot per se anymore. Everybody's got a quick little wrister. That is all about positioning, and so often the positioning is in the crick of the elbow, you know, where your arm bends and you can't get the glove between the ear and the glove. And uh, I, I don't think he's necessarily unique to getting beat in that position. And you know, I understand in a sample size he's had a propensity to let a bad goal in, 
the one the one thing you need to see is okay is he a battler and can he uh, respond within a game you hope that when something like that happens to shut the door can he be a momentum swing goaltender where if the team's coming back that's that's when you have to shut the door but you look around the league uh, I was just looking at you know his numbers 2.85 and a 909 not great five games over 500 you know not great but reasonable and he's got a not a very good defensive group in front of him so you know, Braden Holpe's at 291 with a 909. Uh, Jones in San Jose, who everybody's talking about, wow, what a good team they're going to be. He's 2.91 with an 898. And so you can't get too fixated on, you know, all the negatives. Uh, I, I would say, Bob, if you've made the decision that he's your guy, which they have, then the key for this stretch is, you know, he, you got to get a commitment from him this summer to say you got to stick around. You got to do some really heavy training, both mentally and physically, to improve your game. And you know, you're not talking about a 22 or three year old goaltender that's maybe trying to recreate himself or find himself. You're talking about an experienced guy that now has had uh, the experience of, for this stretch, anyways, being the number one guy. And and, and in all sense he's actually handled it well since Talbot has left but I'd be really looking for you know, what am I going to get out of him this summer am I going to get a real commitment to say what do I need to work on what do I need to improve on uh, what can I do from a psychology mental state to improve on the things that uh, will will help me get through being the number one guy and you know, that's what I'd be looking for at the end of this year is what kind of commitment are you going to get from him to be focused on those kind of things going forward? We're joined by Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you. My orders now. It's 1238 at Edmonton. Edmonton and the St. Louis Blues. Oilers are going to have to load up McDavid, Drysaddle, and Cassian again tonight, uh, Craig. And uh, what, what's happening against these good teams is we're clearly seeing that Edmonton has a lack of depth and a lack of speed and skill in their forward units. Do you concur with those thoughts? Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. You know, it's it's hard not to have a, a different conversation every week because the, the same things, you know, percolate to the top as you watch games going along. So, I, I think, again, you've gone through a stretch where you try to spread out your lines. Uh, I'm not sure it's been a scenario where they've been able to find the success that they need in, in that uh, sense. You know, I, the continued lack of balance and lack of scoring is, is evident in every night. So you, you got you got a short sprint left here. you got 10 games left that I think you have to be resigned to the fact that you know who your your two best players have been driving all of your offense all year, and unfortunately, you know every time you've split them up and tried to get some balance in your line and hope that maybe you can find some um, you know production from third line when you have Hopkins playing there or when you split up the the three centermen, it just hasn't resulted in in the end result, which is the win. So. I, I think with with ten games left, there's two things. You you know, you literally have to win all ten, and they haven't shown at any point that they can go on that kind of run. So I, I think realistically, you're you're saying you're you're not going to be in a position to pull off a miracle. I, I think you owe it to to Leon in the year that he's had to do everything in your power to try to 
allow him to get seven more goals at least in the last 10 games. And the best example of doing that would be to play with McDavid. So, you know, it's not an ideal scenario, but with such a short period of time left, I think that's the approach that you have to have going forward. Tell me this, uh, from uh, your perspective, um, because, you know, there's, uh, I know a lot of people have mentioned it and, you know, they bring up culture and character on teams when they don't win. And to me, what's going on currently with the hockey team is not, you know, a culture and character issue. There's simply not enough skill. Uh, Peter made a couple trades. He, he traded Strom, who was a popular guy in the room, third-line center, and not a great player in any way, shape, or form, but a legitimate NHLer who could play as a third-line center and was a right shot and could kill penalties. And he got back a guy in Spooner who, as an oiler, was an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. And Keith Gretzky's at least been able to turn Spooner into Gagne, who actually appears to like playing hockey. Yeah. Uh, and but and then the Kajula deal, uh, the guy you got back for him is playing in the American Hockey League. So, the, you know, the organization kind of divested themselves of a little bit of depth up front. Is it a character issue, or from your perspective regarding the forwards, is it more about the need to acquire players that can skate and have skill and have compete? Well, I think you're in any um, desire to build your team or build your franchise. You know, you look for good people to be your foundation point. Uh, but typically the best scenarios when you have good teams, those good people are also very skilled and very talented players. So I think in building your culture, you have to be one of a, you got to love to put the work in and you got to love to play. And, uh, you know, I, I think that if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to have a group of players that have a combination of, you know, the skill level to be able to compete at an NHL level and be successful they have to have the drive and passion that this is their everything you know you've got to want to be great you want to want to work harder every day to try to improve you've got to want no matter how much you know money you've made or success or lack of success you have you, you got to try to find a way every day to bring something good and positive to the rink and try to improve on that and that's where you talk about culture and character and you know, I think it gets misused at times because, you know, the success in that don't always go hand in hand. You can have some tough times where you're trying to build that, but the, the foundation and base has to be players that show every day that, you know, being adequate isn't good enough. You have to have that group of people, and, and I guess that's what you're trying to search for from a quote-unquote character perspective that care every day about being a better player. And uh, when you balance that, you know, if you're looking at the, your top two players on the Oilers, you, you can easily say you know, the way that Connor has developed as a young player in his fourth year has shown, you know, really good character. He's not been resting on being just a good player. I think he is really committed to try to be – better every year and continue to try to be the best guy. And so I, I think what you try to follow with that is bringing in players. You, you made a comment about Sam, you know, at least you're right. At least Sam looks like he's interested in playing every night. And he knows as a veteran guy uh, who's gone through lumps and has gone through some ups and downs is saying, 
hey, this is my chance to prove I'm a player and prove I can get back in the NHL and be a regular. And uh, I think it stands out. I think teams that you look that are quote-unquote have a good culture and a good character base of guys are ones that just don't accept you know, poor performances don't accept lack of effort and are constantly trying to drive and grow to be better players. And, you know, hopefully you can accumulate a bunch of players that fall into that realm. Uh, some of them you might have that aren't your most skilled, but I think they are the ones that have to, you know, instill that value of, you know, being prepared every night and being a total pro. And that that's why a game, I go back again just to the New Jersey game. I mean, that, those have been the uh, the bane of the Oilers' existence for for numerous years. Where you know, I, I'm sick of listening to playing down to an opponent. Well, look in the look in the standings. Who who are you playing down to? You have to be that team that is scared to death of being embarrassed and is uh, embarrassed of the way that you've been performing and be that team that overachieves because of it. And I guess that to me is what you have to try to build from your character standpoint in, in terms of the guys you have in your room. The only difference is we're joined by Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Bob Stoffer with you in St. Louis. Craig, for me, the only difference on this situation over the last several years has been the arrival of McDavid. And mm-hmm. here's why. When the Oilers, before, like when they blew out Chicago in 11-12 and scored 17 goals in the two games, Chicago came in here and they were completely indifferent to play in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't worry or even care about who the Oilers had at that time. With all due respect, and I'm a big Taylor Hall guy, you know that. Uh, take him back tomorrow if you could get him. It was the trade clearly. Well, some people say it's 1-1-1. One, one, and one. You know, the Oilers won the deal the first year. The Devils won the deal the second year. Third year, both guys, you know, Hall's been hurt and Larson's had a tough year. I don't. Some people say that. I don't feel that right now. Taylor Hall went on to be a first-team All-Star and a Hart mm-hmm. Trophy. Nobody trades that player if they think he's going to turn out to be that guy. So, But with all due respect to Taylor and that group that was around in 11-12 and 12-13, teams took them for granted. Since Connor McDavid's come here, because he's such a unique and special talent, every defense that plays against McDavid gets up for that challenge. The And, and so the Oilers sit there and... They're asleep at the wheel some nights against some teams that they play that they think they're they're better than. And the standings suggest Edmonton's a 22nd to 24th overall team. They're not better than a lot of teams based on the standings. But conversely, the Oilers don't get any free passes because they've got McDavid and perhaps now Dreisaitl. You're talking about two of the top five scores. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, okay, you don't get a free pass, but... You know, what you're just saying there is, yeah, Chicago in 2011 comes in there because they're, you know, a year off of winning the Stanley Cup. They've had some success, and they look at a team that they didn't respect and didn't feel that had the, uh, you know, the game to really push them. I, I, I agree that if you're playing uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, you have to be prepared. And that's the point I'm making, that you're you're worried and you're playing at your highest level because you don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, they have the ability to make you look bad as a player, so you don't maybe respect where they are in the in the standings, but you have to respect the skill level. I I, I would argue then that you know the the drop off though, uh, what you hope to build is what you've been able to build in Pittsburgh with with Crosby. 
is that incessant drive of getting better. And, and I do think that both um, Connor and, and Leon, too, have that drive. They're very much along the lines of Amalkin and, and Crosby in that regard. Two very different players, different personalities, different styles, different size, different strengths of their game. But what you haven't had is the rest of the soldiers around, you know, rallying around and saying uh, that that to me was the biggest uh, excitement of coming to a really good team is can I jump on? Like if I was a 20-year-old player or 19 or even like uh, uh, Sam Gagne, an older player who's had some troubles in the wild, I look at this opportunity and say, I, I can't miss a shift. I can't miss a beat. And I think that's where you're talking about trying to build a culture of, around saying, you can't waste the opportunity to play with these kind of skilled players who are really going to drive this team. But on nights like that, okay, now your opponent maybe is worried about those top two guys. But the guys around him, if you're taking a night off thinking this is going to be an easy night, you just you don't you haven't earned that right in this league with this team at all, even over the two years ago making the playoffs. So that to me is where the drop off and the miss is. And if you don't have players that are looking at it, and I I can't tell you how many times I think I've said it the last few weeks that guys are kidding themselves if they think they're going to be in the National Hockey League next year even, or even long. And I, I guess that's where it's a little bit, you know, undesirable and shocking to me to see those kind of efforts from the collective group when you're not that team. And you're missing the opportunity to say, you know, if I'm starting my career, wouldn't I love to do everything in my power to get a chance to play with one of those two centermen every night because I know now I can I have the opportunity to make my career a success and you know I guess maybe if you're talking about character or culture that's maybe what you're missing and I, I just think it's inexcusable the night after night to listen uh, and watching games where they're saying well this is the way Arizona's got to play because they don't have the start right but the culture of that group is we can't take a shift off. We can't take a night off. We have to play our system to a T. We have to check. We have to be responsible. we got to protect the puck if we want a chance to win. Well, why don't you see that on a given night there? And with Edmonton, you have the opportunity to you know, parlay the skill of your top players, and I'd be chomping at the bit as a player and, and realizing the opportunity of trying to grow and be better every night. But for damn sure, you you can't take for granted a team that is maybe below you in the standings and think it's going to be a night off. I mean, that that's just the wrong way of thinking totally. Craig, as always, we appreciate your time. Who do you got this week coming up? Uh, I am in – where the heck am I going? Uh I'm in Toronto this week. I got the Rangers in Toronto. All right. Well, say hi to Ryan Strom for us. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it is 12:51 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you on Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. When we come back, I'll get to a text, a quick thought on. Uh, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. A couple different topics. We'll tell you a little story about Barry Hunka from Beggarville as well. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. The team was flying yesterday from St. Louis to, or from Las Vegas to St. Louis. I just wanted to put a shout out at this time to all the people that made it down to the uh, Oilers Now Vegas trip. Uh, We had a terrific time there. I know we brought in some great guests for a couple photo ops. Bumped into Barry and Brenda Hunka from Vegarville. Barry, the uh, the broadcaster is very much appreciative of the uh, little extra favor that you did everybody uh, regarding uh, regarding the trip. So thanks again. We uh, we hit a rib place last night, uh, barbecue place in St. Louis, Missouri. What a surprise! Uh, this text comes in. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, how come the Edmonton Oilers didn't sign a Luke Phillip? He was right in front of their bloody faces. Unbelievable. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, this text comes in regarding Craig Simpson. He says Craig is politely knocking it out of the park right now. <laughs> Would love to have a beer with him sometime so he could actually speak openly. Well, there's lots going on. Uh, boy, did Simmer just hit the nail on the head. This text out of her million. The support group simply has to nut up and get better. Uh, again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, Larry from Lloydminster, actually, he's out of Maidstone, Saskatchewan. Uh, why can't we get a guy like Craig Simpson as a coach or an assistant? Well, I think that... Uh, uh, you know what? I think we've been down that road before with Craig. He probably, you know what? Had the orders things gone better for the orders a number of years ago, he might have replaced Craig Matavish as head coach at one time, but it wasn't headed that direction. Again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Email us orders now at six thirty chad dot com. This text comes in from Cam at a pizzeria. He says, how much pain did the Oilers fans have to endure from 2007 to 2016 to acquire speed and skill, only to have most of it given away for pennies on the dollars? How does the next GM add these things when the skill set is now set at a premium around the league? 
Again, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. There's literally hundreds of texts coming in on today's show. All right, what are you going to tell us about the next uh, Dennis Laliberti trip with New West Travel, Brendan Escott? It's a big one, Bob. And it's going down this fall. You can join Dennis Laliberti on an exclusive visit to Italy and Greece on a spectacular 16-day holiday. Starts with a nine-day tour of Italy, visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours. And then you board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise. That includes meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner, and gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. It is 50% sold out, though, so book now. You can call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. All righty. Trekker Dave says, hey, Bob, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome soundtrack, awesome open on today's show. Second hour of the show, we're going to hear from a lot of guests, including an update from Jay Woodcroft on the farm, Zach Cassian from the Edmonton Oilers, Uh, Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, who has possibly lost his two best players. Uh, Luke Phillip uh, signing uh, Bob McKenzie reporting from TSN with Calgary today. Not a surprise. Uh, and uh, you might be losing somebody else pretty good as well. Uh, Bears come up a little bit short at the University Cup Championship. Uh, they'll be uh, reloaded for next year. Also, we'll hear from Jay Bomeister from the St. Louis Blues. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.